0: Crazy camp life, votes, and tribals. The life of a survivor is more than you see on TV. So, if you need the scoop on island survival, crack a coconut, put on some rice, and let's spill the immunity. god alex i love how you like the animator did this where you like put your hand on your chest like you need to spill the tea like (laughs) i was like that 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 he just did that and i loved that when i saw him doing that i was like oh that is such a perfect moment to have that going (laughs) i was i thought it was great i loved it hey everybody welcome to spill the immunity ivan's in the chat already thank you ivan for saying that I appreciate it. I'm here with Alex, Gina, and Trent, and we are going to dive into Survivor 45, episode one. All right, guys, what do we think? What's our first impression? Oh my gosh, like where to even begin? I mean, I'm coming back
1: to watching Survivor after many years and covering it and interviewing people, so first of all, thanks for asking me because this is so fun, and I feel so strongly about so many players early on, and usually in the past, it would kind of take me a while to warm up, but I feel like we all have very strong opinions today.
2: Yeah, I I would say maybe we start with, I guess, the opening uh, difficulty with Brandon. He just couldn't get up that ladder, and (laughs) it was... It led me to think of like, you know, they choose interesting clothing for the contestants versus the, the cut scenes, you know, so they're wearing kind of everyday walk around clothes, not fitness clothes. And I wondered, you know, what their word, why they chose those wardrobe choices instead of having it be a little bit more, uh, I guess, fitness focused, because I think he just got caught up because he was wearing the wrong clothes you get stuck mm-hmm. in the water and you can't get up that that ladder. So
3: yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, the cast generally pretty young. Like there's like two people over the age of 40. Otherwise, they're all really young and those two people are Bruce, you know, the returning guy, and then um Julie who's the lawyer who's not telling you, you know, she's saying, "Oh, I'm mom," right? But mm-hmm. she's So it's, I thought it was a very young season and that creates a really different dynamic. I know you guys will get into like kind of our opinions of everybody, but I think that kind of leads to this kind of general like um, vibe of all of the tribes of this very kind of young, maybe kind of immature, you know, type of vibe. Right. So yeah. that's kind of my kind of takeaways. seems very young. It's different than last season. I think season 43 was kind of similar to this one is very young tribe overall. And mm-hmm. I thought season 43 was a little bit dead. I thought it was like an okay season. I thought last season was really great. This season though I'm feeling like it's similar on on a vibe level to season 43.
0: Yeah. I wanted to talk to Trent's comment about what they choose to wear. So they actually mm-hmm. do pick out some of their, their own clothes when mm-hmm. they go there. And we, you know, in right in the beginning of survivor, they would come all dressed up and then they were like told to just jump. That's all you're getting, right. Mm-hmm. You have to wear what you're wearing right now. And so we all know that that's the way it is now. And so they, they, you don't see them in suits and, and uh, you know, Mike, Mike, I think Mike had a full three piece suit on mm-hmm. at one point and, uh, Uh, We had the, the Girl Scout uniform, Boy Scout uniform and stuff like that. But so they get to choose their clothes. So this is what they're choosing. And I think their focus to me, what it looks like is their focus is on comfort at camp, not best wear for a challenge it all has to be approved it all has to go mm-hmm. through like production and they search through all the things and they say nope not this and yes this and you have to bring a certain color because that's mm-hmm. your tribe color and stuff so they do get to choose but like he you could just see what he was wearing would be like look like us sitting around a campfire in that intro right like like what were we wearing and and so <laughs> I know. Well, we, Gina, we would have sucked because we were wearing... I was like, why am I wearing a dress? You were wearing a
1: dress? (laughs) Never, never. I also think with Brandon,
0: besides the fact
1: that maybe he chose the wrong outfit, and I agree, he was so emotional right from the beginning that his emotions and anxiety... I mean, I'm sure everybody's is running really high because it's like... It must feel so surreal, especially when you're a super fan like he is. So the fact that he was already crying, I would assume he was running out of breath already, nervous, mm-hmm. you know? So all of those things contributed to the panic. And then I feel like once he couldn't get up the ladder once, that was kind of it, like he kind of gave up. And then he was on the ground <laughs> afterwards. And and it's like hard to put yourself in that situation, but I imagine like it just killed his confidence and he just couldn't get past it mentally either. So there were like all these factors, you know, that just played out throughout the rest of the episode too. It was unfortunate and I'm sure he was embarrassed, but it was kind of hard to watch.
0: Yeah, 100%. And like Alex said, it's a younger crowd. It does look like a younger group. And finally, we saw Sean go back and help Brandon up the ladder. And I was thinking my my first thought would be, well, help him. Like we see them, you know, helping them up the walls and helping. Why wasn't he immediately like, let me go in front of you and I'll help lift you up. And so that seemed like an afterthought, like, oh, wait, I could do that. And I think that's a maturity thing. I think that like not seeing the big picture, just seeing the Uh limited sphere of where you're playing in is a, is a something that you see. And I'm not going to say it's always the youth that do that. Like some people have great situational awareness, but in that situation, I don't think Sean was thinking, Uh oh, I should go help until I think somebody else go help him. Yeah.
3: Or maybe well, even I think objected. Brandon said Brandon said to leave me, which was like, "Why?" He was just freaking out, and then yeah. I thought it was funny too. He's like, "I've been wanting to be on the show since 11 years old," and then it's like the question of like, "What have you been doing to prepare?"
2: It's like,
3: <laughs> uh, nothing for you know yeah. years. Yeah, and that's
0: something yeah. I wanted to like talk about a little bit is how how prepared were these players coming in because you've got 44 seasons to watch. Uh-huh. You know what the show is about, uh-huh. even though they change things up a little bit, we've got 90 minutes. So we know we're going to have more things to do. How are you, what are you doing to prepare yourself? Do you feel that any of them came prepared? Because even the ones I saw, like I knew their bios and I thought, oh, they're going to like, it's, they're going to crush this. I saw faltering out of the get go. What did you guys think of that?
1: Yeah. I think you can tell like who prepared by the way they dive into the water, (laughs) right? Like some of them are just like doing like an Olympic dive (laughs) from the boat and you're just like, all right, this person spent some time in the water. You need to be prepared. I think for the water challenges, upper body strength, puzzles. And I just felt even, even the camp life, like, you know, Hannah, which we can get into later. But it's like some people, they acted like they've never seen the show before. They had no idea. Like, obviously, you're going to sleep on the ground. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be cold or hot. There's bugs. There's, you know, rodents or whatever. But I guess some people just, I don't know, maybe they have a grand sense of what they're able to do and didn't actually prepare. But definitely the diving for me is always where I'm like, yeah, that person was ready.
3: Well, I think it contributes to of the younger tribe because Bruce on the other team, he took the initiative. That's how we're going to build the shelter, right? Mm-hmm. And then I also thought it was funny they have all these young kind of millennials on there. And then they made the season like, you know, physically brutal in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, they like made the um, what's the challenge called where they, uh, you know, have to try That's to get the reward. Savvy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah savvy. Savvy. They made that like impossible. Right. And like <laughs> the purpose was just to like, you know, make all these guys feel it at the very beginning to really get the raw emotion out and I don't know if we've ever seen a season where it's like, there's so, there's so much emotion, you know, because of the physical aspect of like not having a shelter. I mean, if you've ever done camping, if you don't have a shelter, you don't have anything to If you're sleeping on the cold, hard ground, I can, we'll talk about Hannah later, but I can understand <laughs> being like, tra- like feeling like the trauma of that, of like, yeah. I got to go sleep on the ground and, you know, no food and you're, you know, the physical sickness. I thought about that of going on Survivor of like, like I would get a huge migraine you know, mm-hmm. or I would get, you would be so dehydrated and, you know, the digestion and all this stuff. So um I felt like they really wanted to make them feel the pain on this season right away, more than the other ones. They'd maybe like baby them a little bit, a little bit of a throwback. Actually, I guess not of a throwback because they used to have a little bit more luxury and then they've kind of ebbed and flowed from that. But I thought this season they wanted to make them feel the pain in the reality of the Island right away. Yeah.
2: So I, I, I guess the, Maybe before Brandon, in a sense, is the Bruce situation. Um, you know, from 44, we saw him go down early, taking just dolphin, basically dolphin diving into the the posts and cracking his head open and then getting medical. And to see him come back, really, I didn't, you know, I came in here blind and I was like, I'm going to watch this episode. I don't know any of the cast members. I want to kind of develop and learn who they are through the process. When I saw him come back, I was like, it immediately had this visceral reaction of like, they're giving him another shot at a million dollars. He kind of made a poor decision on the initial episode last time. I understand why they're bringing him back because they're like, you know, he didn't get a fair shake at it last time because he did do the dolphin dive and maybe he's coming in like you mentioned like what do people bring into it he's the one bringing the most data and information and experience into the uh, into the uh into the show into the competition really so it's it's interesting you know that uh what's her name emily immediately she took fired shots at him so it was hot out the gate um what what do you guys think about that
1: Yeah, There was just no reason. I mean, with with Bruce, with Emily, with Sifu, like so many people just came out the gate playing so hard. And I get it because whether it's Survivor or even Big Brother, like the games have sped up over the years. Right. Like we we probably agree. Right. Like it's everything happens faster. So people feel like they need to come out the gate playing hard. But it's like there's a line. And I'm always amazed by how much maybe because you're in the moment they don't see like how they're coming across. And when Emily started attacking him, I was like, Why? Like, there was just no reason for it. And I feel like if I was on that tribe, it would have been an immediate red flag, which I'm sure it was for a lot of them. Like, you know, this is just not a great personality fit right up front. I I felt like there was no reason for it. And her face at the end, she looked so proud. Like, she really thought she did something. (laughs) And she did, which was alienate her whole tribe. But I felt there was no reason for it. And Bruce, too. Like, I don't want to be the, you know, don't think of me as dad. However let me tell you everything you're doing wrong and it was like oh my goodness it was a lot from both of them in the beginning
0: yeah I don't think he had that much of an advantage I mean the only advantage he had was day one because he didn't even make it he didn't make it to day two Mm -hmm. and I think you know we've seen a lot of returning players that actually you know Sandra for example won twice and she's been on it numerous times so she's got a lot of chances at it and knows the game. Mm -hmm. I don't think they take advantage of the fact that they have a returning player, even though Bruce had very little knowledge. He Mm -hmm. did have that first overall experience and could maybe prepare them. And instead of instead of jumping down on, this is the thing that always struck me as interesting is instead of jumping all over him and be like, Oh, we got to get rid of him He's, you know, he's a returning player or whatever. And it's unfair. It's like, Oh, you have an advantage. If he's on your tribe, if he's in your, he's got knowledge that you need. And why do you not take advantage of that? Like I know that down when Sandra did blood versus water in Australia, two seasons ago, That they actually, you know, you saw some of the angst of, oh, you know, she's a two-time winner and she's from America, but they were really asking good questions of her. They all tried to use her knowledge to their advantage. And I think that's the smart play. Like, don't take them far, but definitely learn as much as you can, as fast as you can, because it just makes your tribe stronger. know there's things where it's like okay we're gonna do a challenge tomorrow's gonna be our challenge what should we be doing today to prepare for that you know how much work should we be doing how much scavenging for things and bringing in firewood and how much rest time and when we when should we eat like there's all these little things that like those returning players have that knowledge to best prepare them to win challenges and if you're winning challenges You're going to do well with having that player still there until you're ready to, to, you know, before merge to dump them or whatever it might be. So that's my take on it. I love that Bruce got to come back. I want to see everybody asking him a million questions and trying Mm -hmm. to learn from his experience. Yeah. It's like, how How do you do? How do you bring Tom Brady in and then not like bring it, like ask him football, like ask him about (laughs) game shit? Like, come on.
3: I thought for the Emily thing, you know, you look at her profile and how she just self-describes and she describes herself as aggressive and like that's her thing. And so maybe she's leaning into it and then taking Mm -hmm. the strategy of like, I'm going to be so unlikable that everyone's going to want to take me as the goat, right? As like the sacrificial lamb that they can, oh, no one's going to get along with her. And she's, you know, but she's obviously strategic. She obviously has a strategic mind and is, you know, constantly chomping at the bit to try to find an in with people, Mm -hmm. you know? and so. I, I don't think it's a good strategy because she's, you know, upsetting a lot of people, and she's not very tactical about it. You know, you've seen other players do this kind of like I'm going to be way out there and you know, you know, and uh, rub people the wrong way. But then they have attacked in personal conversations, mm-hmm. right? And I think I saw that maybe once a little bit from Emily, but I think generally for, her, but I, I I don't think she's making the the right move personally. And I think they they maybe cut it with the Bruce thing of, like, what are your guys' feedback? And, you know, you never know with the the editing. But, I mean, every single edit, right, is her jumping down people's throats. But actually, oh, no, 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 no. But actually this, right? And being a know-it-all, right? Kind of an archetypal know-it-all.
1: Yeah. I think, like, with Bruce and with Emily, it was, like, right off the bat, I was like, Ugh, I don't know, you know, but Sifu's misstep, like, of just, again, playing too hard was the one that I was like, come on, man, like, I liked it, like, from the beginning, I was like, okay, like, I think I like this guy, and he's just, like, creeping around the island and, like, hiding in a tree, and I was like, bro, why, <laughs> like, it, like, it's minute one, you know, and the girls were just so sketched out by him, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, please, it, it, again, he's it goes back to- Tony. Yeah, he was fully like in full Tony mode. And it's like, once you have a player like Tony, who's just running all over the Island for idols, like once someone has sort of played that strategy, it's so easy to connect them, you know, and say, Oh, he's doing that, you know? So it was such a misstep. And I was, I was really disappointed, but I can't get over everybody just playing so hard, so fast. I'm like, just, do you think, like, the first day, the first three days, like, let's get to know each other. Let's see who can you work with, build some connection. But well, it's like everyone wants to point fingers or is in it for themselves. And I feel like for all of them, you know, Bruce, Emily, Sifu, it's like it's all going to come back to bite them. It's so easy to pick an early target making one misstep. So uh, I was just so disappointed in that when I saw Sifu. I was like, well, please get
0: out of the tree. I think Emily came into that game with with, like, she has posted – I wanted to play survivor. The second Gabler won because he didn't deserve to win. And I thought that's terrible. I'm going to come in and play. And I'm like, you are already starting (laughs) talking smack about people. And that's your reason. And like, we, we don't know what it was like. And he got all those people to vote for him. Gabler did like Mm -hmm. he had the whole, the jury voted for him. And then that's, that's they've lived with him and they work with him for a long time. So How, who are we to say he didn't deserve to win? We don't think he, we wouldn't have voted for him. That's what you should say. I wouldn't have voted Mm -hmm. for him, but I wasn't there and I don't know him that well. And so I'm going to trust the people that spent all the time with him and give him, you know, give him my vote, whatever. That's my own pet peeve about like why people are like, (laughs) oh, they didn't deserve to win. That person deserved to win and they got voted out Cassidy or whatever. And I'm just like, no, if they were better players, they wouldn't have gotten voted out. So that's my opinion on it. Like, Mm -hmm. then don't get voted out. If you're that good of a player, you won't get voted out. That's how Sandra won it twice. She was that good of a player. And she conned everyone into giving her a million dollars twice. (laughs) Twice. Like, (laughs) y'all need to learn a lesson from Sandra. She is the queen for a reason. Exactly. So I think that, like, and so Emily starting like that, it was just, it was, it was way too much for me.
3: Yeah. Well, if you're going to play an aggressive game too, people have to respect the game. And if you're constantly belittling people or know it people or, you know, putting people down, no one's going to respect that. You know, it's one thing to play hard; it's another thing to just, you know, piss everybody off and to be a jerk.
1: Yes, right? that's a great
2: point,
0: yeah. Trent. What do you think? Get over there. I see. You. It's funny because you're looking up at Alex right above you. So I think this—you're like, yes, Alex. What do you say? Yeah, it's like the yeah, Brady I am, am
2: kind of <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's, uh, formatting. <laughs> I think the next thing that really stood out to me was Austin's decision-making skills. Mm. For him to find, uh, was it the first idol? Beware of him to if find be, him yeah, the uh, It was, I'm still not sure, you know, his personality. You know, he comes across a little cocky, a little bit arrogant in a way. Mm. You know, I'm not sure, you know, if he's if he's really ready to like hold those deep secrets or not, but he seemed like he was ready to kind of like throw anybody over anyone out. So, yeah. you know, he's playing for the merge, I think at this, at this stage already. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean that, that clue was tough. Like not being able to vote and the fact that he needs to solve the clue at camp. And of course at, in front of, you know, seemingly in front of people is going to be really tough. I mean, I'm so curious to see how it plays off. Cause I agree. Like I'm, I'm on the fence about him. Like I don't like, I don't necessarily like him as a player yet. And I don't dislike him. So I'm like, I feel like the next episode or two is going to dictate where I kind of land with my thoughts on him. I know, I think maybe it was in his preseason interview. I don't know if it was on the show, but he was putting down, like, other players, like, Woo and some others from the past, like, saying they didn't have the strategy or something like that. You know, I don't remember what it was, but. He
0: called himself the Smart Ozzy. <sighs> yeah. Well. Right. Which is cool, because I wanted, like, I wanted to get into, like, all of the nicknames and kind of yeah. our first impressions of people. Let's do it. So, we have Drew, who's, in my opinion, Napoleon Dynamite. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just had to go there. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. He's Ivy League, so he's a smart guy. Yeah. What are our opinions on him?
3: That's so funny, Napoleon Dynamite. I didn't know <laughs> you guys, so I always give everybody nicknames. There'd be entire Survivor seasons where I didn't even know their real name. I'm just calling <laughs> them their nickname, like Napoleon Dynamite. That's so funny. That's Marie. perfect. Uh, yeah. Drew,
1: first thoughts? I mean... um came across as like a little bit arrogant i'm hoping that he can back it up but there's a lot of a lot of uh you know feelings of grandeur about themselves from these players but yeah again like sort of like austin like i'm kind of on the fence leaning a little bit more towards i don't know if i'm a big fan yet as a player but but i'm hoping that he can back up his talk because he was definitely talking
3: for sure that's really funny you're talking about how they're pre-lionizing themselves before they get on the show yeah like I'm going to be, you know, because everybody on Survivor now is on, you know, on social media and becomes a meme and has a life after the show. Right. And they're all already writing their story before they're even on it. Yes. Uh, Drew, too, I thought it was funny. He's like, I have two personalities. Or, like, I have two wolves inside of me, if you've seen that meme before. Where he's, like, (laughs) the one that studies and the one that is outgoing. And it's like, that's just you're just studying and then you're just like going out like that's not different personalities like no. that's just doing that's different funny. activities
2: um i but, actually have a question yeah, really- so drew did he he got the opening scene right the opening introduction He was the first one to come come on I think to so. the show it, do they get any preferential can they can they get their slot maybe so that maybe america or the world lo- likes them more cuz they they're introduced first. Is there any, uh, you know, decision for them in that, in that case?
0: That's all producers. That's all the producers. So we talk, they talk a lot about it being the winner's edit. So <laughs> they, you know, like you'll see them, like who gets the most screen time, who gets the most yeah. confessionals during an episode and people make prediction. It's like betting in Vegas by like how many times they're on camera, who talks first and, You know, Uh like, because like in last season, we saw Carolyn start us off. Right. And hers was quirky and wacky and everyone fell in love with her. She made it to the end because I think producers recognize polarizing, like the players that are going to strike the biggest chord with people, whether that's good or bad. Right. Emily, not going to strike, not going to like, maybe some people will relate to her, but for the majority, I think. People are not going to like Emily. I think Drew is a character. He's he's like you said, Alex, he's got an alter ego. Uh-huh. So he's, he's Drew. And he's also, I think it's yeah, or best still or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He calls himself. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think that like they're, they, they, and the get go when they first introduce, they want you, they want to suck us in as viewers and have us rooting for or hating on yeah. somebody right out of the gate. I think that's their decision making. That's time. a good point.
3: Yeah. I think actually Hannah though had the opening scene and she talked about how this isn't what you see on TV and, you know, and then yeah. she's, you know, eliminates herself. So that's like a little foreshadowing there of, you know, what, what, what's happening. Um, somebody drew says that he would, he, he wants to play most like Conrad remember, you know, very likable guy, you know, nerdy archetype, but he had that like underdog story where if you're going to be a, you know, super genius, you know, nerd type of person, and then you also want to be this, verbose, cocky, full of yourself type of, you know, ultra ego. I don't know if that lands with people or if that's endearing or like, if it just makes you seem like, Oh, I'm the, you know, the best of both worlds. Right. When it's like, you know, dude, you know, come on. Right.
1: Listen, if you want to be a likable nerd, you got to go like the Cochran route. Who's my favorite, Mm -hmm. like nerdy, player ever john yep. cochran was so great and it just again yeah it'll be very interesting to see like how he ends up vibing with everyone because we didn't get to see a lot about him but i agree with Bree. they put people out in the front of that episode so that we have immediate like visceral reactions to hannah to drew to bruce you know to emily <clears throat> so it kind of sucks you in right away because we want to know what's going to happen i mean production does a great job of grabbing you from the beginning like i was so into it like right from the jump i was like man i have so many thoughts and feelings <laughs>
0: I agree, and the thing with Hannah too. And I wanted to kind of get into that. First of all, I call her J Law because she looks like Jennifer Lawrence to me. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, like if you look like someone to me, like that's like what I'm going to associate with. You. But um, she, she did not get. She had no idea what she was getting herself into. She really did not. And I thought it was really interesting because I know Brandon was like really connected with her, but he was not of a mental state where I don't think he could support her, Mm -hmm. but really like, what do you guys think about. Wanting to quit and just being that quick to give up. I loved her point that she's like, I don't want anyone that wants to be here to go home. I don't want to be here. So I need to go home. That's the only fair thing to do. And I get that. But then there's also that, like, you, did you even give it a chance?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, that's what bothered me about it was like how quickly she was giving up and to not even give it a second tribal. And also I was thinking, had she been on another tribe where she either vibed with people better or things were going better, right? Where they had the Flynn and they had the machete, like would she have felt differently? You know, I mean, I think like from the jump, just Lulu, was looking like a hot mess and she obviously was not vibing with Emily. Brandon was on the ground, you know, Caleb was, you know, they were gone. So that's his name, right. They were just gone. So it's like, I just think in a different situation, maybe she would have chosen something different, but I was also just disappointed. Like, you know, it's hard, again, it's hard to say because we're sitting at home criticizing, but it's like, you know, she's a therapist and, and in the face of adversity, (laughs) she turned and ran and I was like, why, you know, and for all the players that didn't get on, or who didn't get a second chance. I can only imagine how upset they were to see that. And then the kind of threat during tribal, too. Like, well, I don't need you to vote for me. That's when I was like, all right, I'm I'm done now. You I tried to now. be empathetic, but that line right there, like that turned me to be like, just leave, please, because I can't. It should have been such an easy Emily vote, but whatever. Anybody else?
3: Yeah. No, I can respect it too of like these other players want to play more than me, but then it, it is like an opportunity of like, why'd you come out here? You didn't know it was gonna be hard. Right. Right. Or it's the guy who I've been watching the show for 11 years. What have you been doing to prepare? What do you mean prepare? Right. It's like, (laughs) uh, like, have you not seen the show? Yeah. Maybe this season was a little bit more physically demanding on people, but I think you're right about that. If she was on, you know, one of these other tribes where it was a high vibe tribe and, Mm -hmm. you know, she had her gang and they, they could support her and keep her warm, you know, then then I I think that the, the, you know, Lulu yellow team, you know, I just think they're going to be, one by one by one i think yeah. just, it's like almost like a tribe that they want to eliminate full of a bunch of people that are you intentionally don't want to like right mm-hmm. so then you can eliminate these people and you know have the people on the show that you do you know identify with so mm-hmm. yeah i feel like lulu kind of it, it doesn't seem like it's a, a you know a losing hand brandon you know should be in better shape you know caleb's a strong guy and um how do you sabaya? say her name the, the sabaya
0: i love yeah, her you know, yeah really i buy Caleb are top of my I, list yes right. i like them so. a lot
3: i even yeah, like sean so. i mean sean's a nice guy too you don't think yeah, so I'm, not,
0: I'm i'm on i'm on the fence on sean still I'm debating i'm waiting for him to be the know-it-all kind of yeah. <clears> like I, I i think the thing that he lacks at least for me is the interpersonal skills i don't Think that when he does have something to say, it's going to always come come across well to people. Like there's people that can talk to you that just you know they know how to make you feel good, and they hear your opinions, and then they can interject their own, and it just you feel comfortable with them. And I think his is gonna are gonna come out a little flat and feel a little bit more you know, controlling. That's just my, I'm not sure on that. Like that's kind of my first impression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, I don't know. I do like Caleb and Sabaya. I think me too. I I wanted to talk about Sabaya for a quick second because she's one of those players that when she came on, I had really like, I felt like she is going to be so strong and so competitive And I saw her in that challenge really like almost struggle. And, and, and like, she's a Marine, right? Like, I, when she was doing the sweat versus savvy, she was crushing it. She was like, I'm talking to myself. Got my dad. He was like, I can hear his voice. I'm going to do this. I, and her momentum helped Caleb's momentum. And they did so well. Dude, that puzzle. I, first of all, I really would like to see how that, how to do that puzzle. Yeah. How do you do that puzzle? Show me how the hell that puzzle. I have not a clue and nobody did anything on it, but I felt like she really like, she let me down a little bit in that first challenge. Personally, that's just how I felt about it. I expected more. I expected more of a toughness to her. I think I did have higher expectations because she was a Marine, because I know the difficult, like how hard that is to do to get through something like that and be that. So anybody else, what are your take on her? Trent, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think that, uh, Last season, um, the Matt and Franny relationship, I think, is very similar to um, uh, what's what are their, what's her name again? Um,
0: Caleb and Caleb Sabaya, and,
2: and and Sabaya. So, hopefully, they don't get too cozy too early, because, like we talked about, the you know people have been studying the game and coming with preparation. Well. Franny came in with all that preparation with their mother being involved and everything like that and just kind of threw it away, kind of threw the whole season away by teaming up really early. So I don't know, you know, it, the it, it's, it's, it's where I understand like why Austin's move makes sense is because if you're playing to the merge, you can, you just kind of have to avoid being anybody's target, getting a target on your back. And so she's got the target on her back, um, Sabaya, like it's undoubtedly, she's probably the leader in the race right now, as far as that goes. Um, and so if I was Sean, I'd want to get rid of her fast because he seems to be the one that hasn't got enough screen time yet. He's not, you know, pushing to, to get there. Um, And then, you know, Caleb, I think he's able to kind of kind of stay in the shadows because Sabaya is so strong right now. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't have to worry so much about his positioning right now. But once, you know, he's put up against a Drew or something like that, maybe there there becomes a challenge.
3: I think it's going to be hard. You have Sabaya and Caleb who are like, you know, they showed a scene, kind of a cut scene of them like cackling, like they were just like dying, you know, best friend laughing type of thing. But to get them apart, if they did, it would have to be Sean, Emily, and then Brandon together. And I can't see Emily and Brandon working together. I I just, he's too passive. He's too, you know, and she's too dom. And I just, I don't know. I I don't feel like Brandon would be receptive to Emily. I feel like Sean would see it and want to maybe put those two together, but I don't think he's going to be able to do it. So I feel like he's going to be able to trust Sabaya and and Caleb a lot more. And so I feel like those three are going to, work to vote emily out maybe brandon first because emily like i said she's so unlikable so there's like hey we'll keep her around we can get rid of her at any Mm -hmm. time right
1: i think that's a problem with emily because she she does bring up some good points like if you just take the emotion Mm -hmm. out of it if you're not listening to how she says it but what she's saying could they have gotten an advantage of course caleb and sabaya that's a total possibility are they a duo Of course, but it's because she, like Alex is saying, she's coming across as so unlikable that no one's willing to hear what she's saying, and she actually is raising some decent issues, but it's it's, it's her own fault at the end of the day. And I agree. I don't think they're going to be able to pull together to get her out. And also Caleb being that more passive person, I wonder if in the back of his mind, he kind of knows that if the duo was going to be targeted, it will be her before him. And so it's a little bit intentional that he takes the secondary, like, you know, the vice president (laughs) seat and lets her be out in front, but I'm, I'm rooting for them. There's a couple people I'm rooting for. And I like Brie, like those two, I'm like, come on, pull through. But man, when she was crawling through that mud, I was like, (laughs) Sabias, again, I'm not there, but I wouldn't be there. (laughs) Nobody's gonna get me out there. But we know what's coming. But I was just expecting, just based on her background and watching her in Sweat vs. Savvy, like I was expecting more. But you know, because she had done that, she also just might have been gassed out. And I that's uh, and the first challenge. So there's a lot of things going on where she was taking a lot of the physical brunt up front. So that's another factor, but I'm, I'm really hopeful for both of them. I I mean, that yellow tribe is a mess, but if those two make it out, like I'll be happy, especially if there's a a tribe swap or a merge and those two get to stay together, Uh, if they go down to two or whatever they do, like I'll feel really good about, you know, them. So I'm hopeful. I mean, there's not a lot
3: of... Go Go ahead, ahead, Alex. Well, there's not a lot of physical threats. There's not a lot of physical threats on this season. I mean, you have Caleb, tall guy, big guy. I mean, you have Sabaya, right? And you have, um, I think Austin could be the, you know, he describes himself as Aussie, Aussie. maybe, right? Maybe he is, I think as far as physical (laughs) threats go, I mean, I think Austin is probably up there. I mean, Jake too, you know, kind of a big guy, but I don't think he's super fit. Um, So Caleb could go pretty far, you know, because he's pretty chill, you know, kind of under the radar, but a big physical threat, um, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: there were a couple Wait, what were girls. going to say,
3: Brie? Oh, no, go ahead, Brie.
1: Sorry.
0: Um, so I was going to say, when it comes to villains, it's something that I've always wanted. I thought we've really been lacking over the last four seasons, since 40, since Tony, since all of the the <laughs> greats that we've seen play, was a villain that we love to hate, yes. was the one that really got under our skin, and but we wanted to watch them. We still wanted to watch them. And so my question is, we, you know, in my opinion, Emily is our villain. That's how they've painted her to yeah. be. Right out of the get-go, but is she the Russell Hance or the Johnny Fairplay, or is she the Abby Maria who was? Yes, the little, the, what a great, what a great reference. Yes. Firecracker. Yes. So, like, because I literally could not wait for Abby to get voted Same. out. Same. She was on two sorry, seasons. Abby. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, she yeah. Just was. <laughs> there was no redeeming qualities about her. As a that player, even no. though. You hated the, their gameplay and they were just jerks. Like Johnny Fairplay saying his grandmother was dead. I mean, that's pretty like brutal gameplay. It's amazing. And she wasn't when Jeff called to check in on the family, like the grandmother answered. So like it's amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> so who who do you think she falls in towards? Abby, who is just like just mean to everybody and didn't have the things, or is she are gonna be our Russell Hance or Johnny Fairplay?
1: No, I think she goes home next. Honestly, I just think she's done too much damage. And it's just it's hard. It's hard to get behind her. And Russell was just so great. I always liked Russell. You know, I I do love a good villain that you, you know, just love to hate. That's why heroes versus villains is one of my favorite seasons. It was just man, what a great season. And I was hoping that we would get somebody like that. But it just doesn't it doesn't feel like that's what we're going to get.
3: Well, I think with the villains, they have this, you know, son, you know, not that she's a villain, but you know, she is because she's so successful, right? Sandra or Russell, you know, they're a little bit older, right? These all the villains yeah. tend to be. I mean, Johnny Fairplay was a younger guy, but I mean he was in his 30s. And mm-hmm. like I said, this is a young cast. So it's like, what is a millennial villain? <laughs> and and because millennials him. are like all this, like kind of high vibe, it's all vibe-based. And so I think the villain, the millennial villain, is that person who just has the highest degree of um you know emotional intelligence like almost like um who was the guy last year uh who was just so or I can't remember his name right now but the guy that everybody loved who won what was the last oh, year no 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 oh, no was- last season yeah was
0: it oh uh, yam,
3: yam, yam, yam. Yam, yam. yeah 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 like he to me is almost like a villain because he's so he makes people feel so good You know, and he just lights up the room and he's able to emotionally play people to a high level. But it's not like villainous, but like he was very conniving in his planning. And so he wouldn't maybe be seen as a villain because he's so likable. But I think in the millennial sense, that person who can just get in with everybody and is, you know, just like that to me, that's villainous, you know. And I just don't think you see anybody on the season yet who has that like they can just transfer that energy to people you know yeah no I that's a new that's a new maybe like it was you know, like gameplay oh
0: don't you love me i voted you off and they were like yeah right. we love you
3: yes yes like that's like that's like mastermind villain stuff but you can only do that if you're like like he is like this chameleon who could just go up to anybody in public and make him have this big grin this big smile
1: yeah yeah. I don't think we're going to see anybody. I mean, right now that's how it feels like besides, you know, Russell, whether Parvati, Boston Rob, Coach, you know, like Jerry, like n- nothing, no one's standing out right now on the villain side. That's like, we're going to still be talking about them. 10 years down the road if Survivor continues, which I hope it does. But, you know, when when we're talking about Johnny Fairplay's move, we're talking about, I mean, 20 years ago and we're still Mm -hmm. good for him that we're still we're still talking about Russell, you know, and all these people. So it's like I, I right now it doesn't feel like it, but it's hard to judge. On day one. And I guess a lot of things can change, but I'm hopeful that someone comes out of it that we're like, it's like a Disney villain where you're like, I can't stand them, but they're also like very fun to watch. You know, a Hades, a Mother Gothel from Disney, just something like that. That's what we need. Um, I miss, I miss those, you know, throwback villains like that but there are definitely Agreed. some people that didn't get a lot of screen time that I'm also hopeful for like uh, Kelly like Kelly jumped out at me and I'm I'm she, the nurse right it, right she's a nurse on mm-hmm. the blue tribe and I'm hoping that she ends up being somebody that um that I can really root for i don't know there's something about her from the beginning that i was like man i i hope that's there that, that's my pick i'm like come on emerge as being somebody great i'm also a little bit curious about deep because I felt like she had really good instincts about Sifu. So I'll be interested to see on the Reba tribe what happens with her. But yeah, there were some of the girls I felt like didn't, a lot of the girls actually, as I'm looking through the cast, didn't get a ton of screen time. So I'm interested to see what happens next week. I'm hoping we get to learn more about them.
0: Yeah, I think we will. I love this question. Yeah. You know we're big wives. I already There's know. Survivor. Yes, we are. Who was the best survivor, in your opinion, of all time? Boston Rob. I'll die ah, on that hill.
1: I'm okay. a big I'm I'm a like a Boston Rob stan from the beginning. I always have been and I, he's one of my favorite players. But I'm also a very big Cochrane fan. I, I loved watching Cochrane back in the day. Uh I don't know. Who else? I'll keep thinking. Alex, what about you?
3: I mean, I was a big I, I like James, you know. Nice, I mean, so likable, you know, so, you know, just like, you know, so fit and such a challenge beast. I loved Rupert. I mean, I was oh. I was young when I was watching Rupert and he was just like such a fun guy to watch. And like that was a really strength focused season. And I love that. Like I like the seasons that are like physically not the more the puzzles, but like who can you know, hold on to the idol, the longest, who can stand the longest. I love the, yeah. the endurance. So I liked Rupert for that. And he was just so likable. I don't know if I'd like him now. Like I tried to rewatch the season. Wasn't as in love with Rupert, but at the time <laughs> I was, I was a big Rupert fan. Um, I've grown to like Boston Rob more over time. Um, yes. cause I think you see it. You, like I said, he's like that villain that just is, he can just play people like to such a high level. Mm. Um, and and I you know I think when I was young I didn't really see that and now I'm like wow like to do that to people is is pretty impressive um so yeah I'd say um and I always like the underdogs I always like the nerd who wins that's always like my archetype I always love that or Spencer mm-hmm. Spencer I like Spencer oh yeah, I'm like a big fan. yeah you know those two I like the underdog nerds totally so. yeah what about you Trent
2: I don't know, I I probably have to go back and watch a lot of it and, and, and remember but um you know i I did rewatch this uh season forty four so I thought that um Conrad was gonna take it, not Yam Yam. And mm. so I think that Trinity, Carolyn, uh Yam Yam and Conrad, like them those three together I thought Carolyn was going to put Con- uh, Conrad through because she saw him as his son, or you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't know. I have to go back and and look and remember who I thought was had the best strategy, and so I'm like oh probably yam yam like like Alex was talking about was like a pretty new uh, approach to the, the the game, and and I think that you know from watching that season back again that. Uh, a lot of it had to do with his comfortability in the environment. So, you know, he brought that to the table. Yeah. There's a lot to bring to the table. So, I have to look back and, and look and see who had great strategy in the previous seasons. Um, yeah, I, I don't ha- I don't have one right now. But
1: mm-hmm. Can I also throw it back to? You- Yul Kwan and Tom Westman. Well, I'm going old school with Cook Islands and Palau, but yep. this is where my love of reality TV started. And when I was covering the series, it was, you know, in the in the earlier, maybe like the first 20 something seasons. But Yul and Tom were two of my favorites. Just great. Also like real heroes, real good guys you could get behind. Like what great players. I already know one of yours, but who, who are your
0: favorites? Oh, you know, it's Sandra. I know she's it's my Sandra. number one. I know she's I your number she's one. I think she's amazing. I love her daughter, Nina, as well. And I think, you know when you grew up in a survivor world which nina did like birthday parties everything that was themed was around survivor for <laughs> them it, which makes sense was but you know the things that i love about sandra i love that she ate the, she ate the rest of the sugar and blamed it on someone else right because like that was smart gameplay right like pissed them off at camp without then she burned Russell's hat like there's oh, just like amazing. little things that were awesome about Incredible. her that she did because she understood the psychology of the game and that to me is always impressive so and then when she when they when they got dropped off and they had to like buy stuff in the village uh they had to walk up that big hill and they're like like selling she sold like her necklace and she was and she could speak the language which definitely was a plus for her as well I don't know which season was that was that Cook Islands when they got dropped off in a village and they had to go. And I Rupert remember that. There. It was Rupert and Sandra. Anyway. It can't be Cook Islands because that's Yule season, right? So oh, okay. Like, what? See,
1: but I, but no, but you're saying this and like, yes, I remember this now. I think what's great about Sandra too is besides the fact that she has always leaned into the villain thing, she doesn't apologize for it. She also knows what makes great TV. So she's funny in the interviews. She owns who she is. And she is like such a great, memorable player. So. I knew you were gonna say it and I was like, she is I love Sunny. Great- she is. Yeah.
0: And she's And there's proof- the other ones. Go no,
1: ahead. I was gonna say she's you know, she's proof like like Suri that you don't need to be, you know, an amazing physical competitor to make it far in the show. But I think Sari had said on Big Brother about her survivor game, she said, my problem is I don't get rid of the person that I really should get rid of. So she knows what her shortcoming is. Whereas Sandra uh, being the, on the villain side is not afraid to take the shot, but I do appreciate that she's fine with sitting out of challenges, not competing as much and makes it to the end. And it just shows that there's many ways to play this game. Me. Many ways. Yeah, exactly. As long as it's not as me, as it's re- Yeah, I Don't, don't say my name. I don't
0: care who it is. Exactly. Yeah. These people yeah. are not and- your family. She knew like she knew. And, and I think coming back when she did go do the Australian version, she literally had it in her. I asked her this question once and she said, yeah, I did go out there to say, I'm not afraid to do the challenges. It just made sense for her to sit and she's not the person that has sat out the most. She's been on it a million times. So keep Uh in mind, You know, she she might feel like she sat out a lot, but she really hasn't compared to the amount of screen time she has. And there's other players that literally have sat out more. Um, But I also really like players. I like the physical players that are also the good guys, right? Mm -hmm. So I really like Malcolm. I liked Mm -hmm. his, I liked him. I thought he was a good guy. I thought he was really strong. He used himself for his advantage, um and like i can fish i can hunt the same with ozzy i really wish i'd seen more i would have them to to win and i liked yeah. kelly um kelly well, what's her name begins with a w um
3: kelly i know Went, who we I, wentworth the one wentworth,
0: that did she yes, do the show you. with her dad yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like, like i kelly like kelly wentworth as well a lot so I like as well. those are some of my favorite players yeah. um but Sandra definitely takes the number one for me.
3: It's just, <laughs> I got to say that is. Carolyn last season, like I, she might be one of my you know favorite characters to ever watch. So funny. Not, no one ever played like Carolyn. And that was like, she. Sh- I think she should have won. I mean, yeah, I think she'll be back too. I think she should have won. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, um, Spencer too. I thought Spencer, I, I think if I was to identify, like identify with a player the most, Spencer. I never, I never liked mm. Malcolm though, because he never won. He was never like a winner in it. And like, I felt like Ozzy won more and like was a little bit more of a winner than him. Um, Yeah,
1: Ozzy got robbed. Poor Ozzy. Yeah. (laughs) He deserved, he deserved. Well, now we have a smarter Ozzy. So, well, (laughs) of course, I mean, he's the smarter Ozzy. So let's see. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see what happens. I want to shift gears.
0: Yeah. I want to shift gears because one of my favorite things to do to talk about on this show that I've done it in the past many times is what we think of Jeff Probst. Now, I. Like Jeff probes. I think the guy it's puts himself out there time and time again. He's on, you know, can you imagine being gone? He films back to back seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, he—it's a lot to do. So my question is: what What are our first takes of Jeff? And if you were going to rate his performance on a on a torch score from one to five, one being the worst, five being the best, where where does he rank for you? Go ahead. Let's start with Trent.
2: <clears throat> He's is he now the official like longest? Uh lasting live host he has uh the most on-air episodes of any host which is you know obviously it's a testament to his work ethic and like you said um i think that he's doing a lot to set storyline now whereas i think in the early days it was trying to to see what what do you how do you you know, present something. So he's really strong at presenting an idea that might even seed a lot of the decision-making when it comes to, you know, votes and stuff like that. So there's a big component of him being a part of the game. And so I think on, we haven't seen it yet, but with a 90 minute episode, he's going to come with a lot more uh, touch points. So we'll Mm -hmm. see, you know, this, this was just like he said, after in the the post uh, show interview, like it was actual quit that we, I guess it'd never been seen before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It was a little bit weak on this episode, but we'll see what happens next.
0: Alex, what do you think? How many torches? Um, but first how many torches are you gonna yeah. give him uh, this episode?
2: Uh I'll give him seven point two. <laughs> Out of one 7.2. to
0: five. <laughs> so, oh, so like a three? One to five. Four? I thought it was one to ten. One to uh, five.
2: I'll give him uh, three point seven.
0: All right. We're looking at three. Go ahead, Alex. Sorry
2: about that. <laughs> I mean, I'll give him five. I thought
3: he did a fine job. Um, I like Jeff. I I mean, I, the show's not going to be the same without Jeff, mm-hmm. right? So Jeff needs to stay. He needs to be there forever. We need Jeff. We love Jeff. Um, yeah, I can't imagine, you know, I'm sure he's got a nice little bungalow and stuff. But for mm-hmm. him to be on, I mean, it's still a very remote island. I mean, you know, and, and to do that for you know, ever since I, you know, for so long, right. 25 or however many long years it's, it's, he's given his entire life to this. And I really do think he does it because he knows we are crazy fans and it is <laughs> our life. And we love survivor. And like, that's what we look forward to. It's our favorite TV show. It's been for 20 years. And, and he knows too, like without him, you know, it ain't the same. So, uh, mm-hmm. I'm a big Jeff, Jeff fan. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, he's got, and he's definitely taken more of a lead role and they've, talked about social issues and stuff like that seems like this season they're kind of past it they're just kind of like hey let's go into the game you know we've kind of covered a lot of the basis the game has evolved society has evolved where those kind of conversations they were maybe having before they're just not being had this season um so i think that's a change too that that's been going on so i I love this you know i love how he's been doing it love jeff and yeah five five torches not snuffing any of them
1: Gina? (laughs) Five torches because I think Survivor is the best reality competition of all time. And I think Jeff Probst is the best reality host of all time. My second favorite being, I think, The Challenge on MTV. I really, really like TJ Lavin as a host. Uh, for different reasons. But what I love about Jeff is we're 45 seasons in and like, I feel his passion for the game still. And it's like, how does this guy like still keep going? Like Bree saying back to back seasons, always traveling in, you know, harsh conditions. And one thing that I really noticed last night after, again, after being away from the show for a while and now coming back to cover it this season with all of you, one thing that I maybe took for granted, or just forgot, how impressive it is, is his play-by-play ability during competitions. It's incredible how he moves yeah. around, and he's able to give that like it's just as good as any NFL or you know MLB announcer. Like it's incredible how he moves around, and he's you know, and there's like that passion behind it. So like you're really feeling it, and um, that's something that I really, uh, I really, really love about him. I've, I've missed watching him, and so five torches,
0: yay, <laughs> um. So I'm actually going to give him four torches for this episode. Let me explain why. Let me explain why. I love Jeff. Yeah. I think he's amazing. I, you know, I, I think for a while there, I thought he's ready to move on because he came back in like 41, 42, 43, 44, even. He was so, he was like that old Jeff that was like so exuberant, so enthusiastic. He was doing funny voices. Mm. He had this playfulness to him when he was interacting with the with the contestants. And so maybe we're just not seeing that this season. I didn't see it much this season yet, but I felt like the, there was a, something just a little bit off. When the Brandon incident happened in the beginning, I felt there was something a little bit off about him. Like he was like maybe like, do I do it? What do I do in this moment? Because Uh. he didn't, I just, that kind of, that threw me. And then we know how much Jeff hates when you quit. Like, don't take someone's spot and come out here and quit. And what I wanted from Jeff at the end, when that happened was something from Jeff, give me something and all, I was waiting for it. I don't know if anybody else was, but I was waiting for the moment where he was just like it furious and he said Mm. something about it you know and i got nothing and he was just like you know head back to camp grab your things head back to camp that was it and so i felt that that's the those two those two moments of the show but like you're you're right gina the way he can announce things and call things during live action. Incredible. play, I'm like, maybe we need Jeff to do a game, like a football and NFL game for us. Yeah. Like, you put that thought in my head. I'm like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd watch that. You'd get new football fans. Probably besides all the Swifties that are out now watching football. Um, <laughs> we're probably You know what I mean? Now we like have another reason. We know all the survivor fans that's that so are funny. like, I just want to listen to the game. I don't care who wins. I just want to hear Jeff probes like play by play on the whole thing. So. Yeah. That's my opinion. so i gave him four torches for for it because i just expected a little bit because he's done it for so long you know he's gonna have something to say mm-hmm. and i think it did catch him off guard so that would be like the one like the that was the little things that that bothered me in that but other than that i mean it was a it was an interesting episode it was an an, an ending we none of us liked no uh, we did have some firsts on the episode. So first was quitting at the way that she quit at at final tribal. We've had other people quit before and just be like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And he'll sometimes do an immediate vote to just get them out or just let them quit or whatever. Um, but this one was a little different. But the other thing that I thought was really smart and interesting was during the challenge. They used their buffs to get people oh, up. Yeah, that was smart. Yeah.
1: Very smart. I
0: how has that never been done before? I don't know. That was vi-
1: actually you're right. That was so smart. That's the yeah. big brain moment of the episode. <laughs> yep.
3: Yeah, that's the I game agree. changer. The whole yeah. game just changed. Yeah, yeah. Right game changer. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
1: It'll be used now in oh. future seasons. Now that's a good. We're gonna that's be like tying point.
3: the buffs together, doing the chain. You know, it's like I, I don't know if that should be allowed. You were right, Bree. Though when they, he was having that moment on the boat, and there was like that dynamic of Emily and Bruce, and then this guy having this like you know hyper fan moment, he he did kind of get caught flat footed there. It seemed and didn't know how to respond. Also, that was funny. Every single time that Brandon like bit it, Joe was just like no sympathy. He's just like get off. He what literally are you doing? like
1: stepped over him. Like when yeah. he was on the ground in the first. Round. Yeah. I will say I was surprised at like how little he cared. I wonder if he thought he was playing it up and he wasn't as concerned because after doing 45 seasons, seeing so many medical evacs and, you know, just medical coming in, like he had to have at least had a feeling like, I think this guy's kind of playing it up because he's embarrassed and he's not really in serious trouble because if he was, I think the the competition would have stopped or something, you know, but he was literally like stepping over him and going. And then he's like in the, in the immunity challenge, he's like, Brandon really struggling out here. You're like, all right, Jeff, like, listen, I'm just trying to get through the mud. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I think too that like the instant that he was having problems and he like collapsed on the ground, Jeff is just going, Can we please get through the first yeah. episode yeah. without calling for medical? Because last season was atrocious. That's for, so it was funny. medical, 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 medical. And I think that he was just like <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm getting like, through yes, this. <laughs> please let me yeah. just get through this without Yeah, that's hilarious. Calling, and we didn't get to see medical this time either. Like, yeah, you had too much airtime last season, so we're not going to give you any. <laughs> Amy's asking uh Did I say what that? do you know what do you know Gina? no
1: i don't know anything i no i was just saying, i mean i was just saying like he's been doing it for so long and you know like alex was saying you know jeff leaving the show and and brie and i have actually talked about it just one on one we're like what do you do you know if he leaves the show it just doesn't feel the same and i said it's the same with phil on the amazing race julie on big brother it's like on c on cbs these three people have become so synonymous with the show that it's hard to imagine and and you know but Jeff is just like in it so we were you know Brie and I were talking about like the idea of a former contestant like it would have or we were talking about the the host from Australia like it would have to be somebody that's like you really are already you know uh, associating with Survivor but no I don't know anything (laughs) I just I don't want him to go just like you know none of us do because I think he's such a great host Um, but you know you can only do it for so long right (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's the thing too. That's what I've said. It looks like, you know, he is, uh, that was my hypothesis was that he looked super excited because when you, when you're reaching near the end of what you want to do, right. And you know that you're going to savor the last moments that you have. There's an extra, there's a new energy that comes into you. Cause you see that finish line all of a sudden Yeah, and you're like, all right, I'm just going to love this final five miles, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> And so I kind of felt that from him, Mm -hmm. but for replacements, I do like JLP, which is the Jonathan is the host in Australia and they just won awards down there for an amazing season. So I, and they film in the same place, like they film on the same Island. right. In Fiji. So like, it's, it's something. And then, he, they also the australian version really made its way into america this past season and it mm-hmm. was people were, they were gaining a lot of fans and jlp is known for his like closing remarks at the ends of tribals like you wait for those so maybe that's what i was waiting for too from jeff was like well but jlp does these amazing like one-liners like you're just mm-hmm. waiting for like what are you gonna say now jlp so it kind of i don't know i'm kind of I'm I'm up in the air. It could be, you know, he's he's getting older but do you guys listen to his podcast Jeff's podcast? No I need I
1: want to and I think he goes till season 50. I can't don't leave at 45 I know know. that's the other thing we've already been going since literally what year did Survivor premiere like I think 2001 you can't leave at 45 you can go I feel like 50 they're going to do something really big I think we'll see a ton of returning players either in the game or maybe testing out different hosts like it just and like passing the torch like no pun intended at 50 just feels right if he leaves before 50 I'm going to be pissed don't like especially if it's like 48 like no you're either got to go now or you got to go at 50 or never but preferably if you're going wait just come on you go four more seasons you could do it
0: yeah and i want to listen to
1: his podcast for sure
0: yeah so last season it was him in production and this season he's bringing on former players
3: too
1: no i'm listening yeah sold
3: Mm -hmm. i think he might keep going i mean i think for him it's like i mean what else is he gonna do I mean, I think of like, you know, like Dana White at UFC He's like, you know, this is his life. I mean, I feel like he if he left, I mean, I feel like he'd have to be so sure there might be like a family or like a health concern. But I feel like as long as he can do it, I feel like. Um, he's given his life. Yeah. Yeah. Go tell me
1: it'd be like 90 years old running around doing play by plays. Like, yes, please. I mean, he could go longer. It's just a question of, I guess, if he just feels like it's run its course, if there's other things he wants to do, this has been his whole, I can't imagine it, you know, being your whole life for, you know, 20 something years. So. I'm, I don't want to see him go, but I'm, I'm like already like, what are they going to do for season 50? Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. It's true.
0: Well, we were running close to the, we, we Whoa. of course we've <laughs> gone over. We know we're going to go. Over. We have a lot to talk about. We didn't even get to everything, Um, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, I wanted to do just a really quick, is there, is there anyone you see winning right now? Like, do you, can you pick a winner today and who would it be?
1: I'm like scrolling and looking through everyone yeah. to make my final pick. Anybody got a first thought?
3: Um, it's hard to say because so many people didn't get screen time, you know, like Kendra was interesting. She's like, you know, I'm from Salem, Massachusetts. That's why you get the witchy vibes. Right. Yeah, she so was she was kind of interesting. Um, Like you said, Kelly, you know, interesting. Um, Even the J Maya girl, right. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so I think there's a lot to be to be seen. I think um people who have who've I think have had high kind of emotional intelligence, which I think gets people really far in the game mm-hmm. now, is maybe D, you know, entrepreneur, young lady, you know, strong, you know, kind of well rounded, I think can really identify with a lot of the younger people and kind of get in there with both men and women. So I might pick D as the front runner and mm-hmm. um and you know, even even Brando, I mean, he's not a lot to be seen from Brando, but really yes, young guy, smart guys, you know, so maybe even Brando too. But we'll have to see more. But I think first my, my one will be deep. Mm.
1: Uh, I'm going with Caleb, Kelly, and mm. Brando. Those are my, they're, I'm putting them on my list called my high hopes list. Like I want them to go far. I really hope that they all end up being players I can get behind. Um, but those are like the early standouts for me. I'm always rooting for a good nerdy player. I like a good strong female. So I'm, I'm rooting for Kelly. And Caleb just feels like he feels like the real kind of Ozzy Malcolm. Like, you know, but like them, I wonder if he can pull in the social component beyond Sabaya to make those connections. But those are my three picks, and I'm I'm really hopeful. Um yeah.
0: Trent, what yeah, about that's you? A good one.
2: I agree with Alex. I think D is mm. on, on on the top. Um, you know, I'd like to see more from Sifu. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think you know. He kind of seemed kind of bland so far, but then again, like you know, he's on a, a team that kind of was in the middle of the road. So mm-hmm. at least right now, Bello Bello's obviously you know up ahead of everyone. You know, sitting high on 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 uh, on the win. So uh, yeah, D Sifu, and I'd probably say Sabaya mm. right now. Mm-hmm. So those three mm-hmm. are probably yeah. Like, i think that they're yeah. gonna be pretty strong so so far i, I have, could go far but yeah maybe a big yeah. target right go ahead brie
0: yeah i think sabaya is too big of a target right now i just think she will she's and caleb's gonna successfully hide behind her as long as he possibly can but mm-hmm. be like a mastermind behind things so i like caleb he's on my top like my top three list i like brando a lot mm-hmm. Um, I think he's really really smart and you know he actually didn't do very poorly he was pretty good like in the challenge and in that sweat and savvy yeah so I was like I was impressed with that like he's like he didn't do like rock star stuff but that's good because you don't get a target and since you know we had, we had so many Emily handing out, putting targets on so many. She was like running around the room, like slapping <laughs> targets on people. You get a target, you get a target. It was terrible. Uh, so I think he, she doesn't, she, she, he, I think Brando will sneak in, but my, the one that I differ on with you guys, I actually think Julie will come in at the third, in the third spot. Mm-hmm. Personally, because mm-hmm. people, she's not threatening. She's yeah. got that mom and mom. Yeah. She's got the mom vibe. There's something about it. We multitask while well. we pay pay attention. You know, my kids will walk in the room and they'll be like, have you seen the something? And I'll be like, yeah, go in the basement on the second shelf down Mm -hmm. on the right hand (laughs) side behind the thing is what you're looking for. Because you just, we just like know, we just, we have to know these things. So I think she's going to like be really smart about things but she's going to be non-threatening and you're yeah. just going to want to bring her with there's always that player that you just want to bring with to the mm-hmm, end right mm-hmm. i think that's i for me i think it's jewelry it's a good call. um one last yeah. thing before we hang up and head out of here <laughs> how many lawyers do we have this, this season how many? <laughs> i was Every, gonna say that there's a lawyer three. no there's, three. More than three. there's really Let's I say. think there's more. There's there's Jake. There's yep. Julie. There's um Cat, yep. and there's there's got it. There's another one. There's I thought, one.
1: I also thought there was one more, but
0: maybe it is three. I Who think it's three. One? It might be. Three. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot more than that. All <laughs> the lawyers. So.
1: Everybody lying about their professions. I mean, it's interesting how quickly not people big. are like, he's a lawyer. How dare. Yeah. That was really funny when Kat was like, what's it like being a lawyer? I'm not around lawyers mm-hmm. much. <laughs> it was yeah. a very, very smart play. I'm, I'm interested to see what she does as well. But I thought that was very funny as well.
0: <laughs> it's like Cody and sales last se- or that season, yeah. Cody was like, oh, we don't like salespeople because they're so manipulative. Mm -hmm. This year it's lawyers. Yeah, lawyers lawyers. are getting the bad rap. That's so funny.
3: I think you're right, though. Julie has like Tina energy, right? Mm -hmm. Tina was so nice. Southern gal, mom, right? And she's saying, oh, I'm Julie and I'm a mom and I'm just stay at home and and yeah, an only teacher older teacher lady art teacher, you know, total mom, and and all these younger people. I think you're totally right. Are going to gravitate towards? Okay, her. So but haven't
1: have, haven't people played this game enough? Where when someone's like, "I'm just a mom who's an art teacher," I would be like, "I don't know about that." <laughs> right? When be you be like, "Are raising when, two when, kids?" When, yeah. When people try to, when home, people yeah. try to downplay, "Oh, I'm just you know, I'm just a grad student." It's like I'd immediately be like, "There's no way." Like, you know what I yeah. mean? So that's the only. I wonder if people will start to question it or if or if she'll be able to sell it enough to them, you know? I mean, Cat's doing a great job of selling not being a lawyer, but I won. I'm just so curious. Yeah, you have to assume everyone's lying about their profession, right? <laughs> Unless you're Jake and you're just like I am in fact a lawyer. <laughs> he's just like I am who I am. And maybe that gets him a little bit further because he's open and honest about it and at least he is who he says he is for the most he's part.
0: He's kind of dorky and adorable at times and so I, I think that like, like you know, he's like a, like and even Cat said he just he just passed the bar right? So he's a newbie he's and he wants to tell everybody about it. Yeah, he's and excited. I get that, right? So it's like, he, that's very non-threatening. Even though he is an attorney, it's like, you know, I, we've all met attorneys that you're like, did you get your degree in a Cracker Jacks box? Like, it happens, right? There's like, you know what I mean? The non threatening, like you kind of seem like a big dork. And I don't know. I just think Jake's going to play that. I think that'll, and I think it works for him because I think it's, he's got that in his personality anyway. So, oh my gosh, we went a long time, but we had so much fun. So fun. I can't believe how much fun I had with you guys. <laughs> Thank you for being part of this and being here. And we want to know what you guys want to hear more about. Who do you want us to talk about? What do you want us to, to, to like dive into? So, Leave us comments and questions, subscribe, check us out, come, you know, we can you can find us on socials. We're pretty easy. We're busiest on LinkedIn these days, it seems like. So just look for us over there. Um, and uh thanks, guys. I appreciate having you guys here.
1: Oh my God, so fun. Thanks for having us. Let's hope the season gets
0: better. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) See you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye.